Roll for Romance is a podcast featuring five friends horny for D20. Welcome to Roll for Romance, a 5e D&D podcast where we're looking for love in all the role places. I'm your DM, Emily, and with me I have Holly as Ferris. I'm Ferris Devine, tiefling, fortune teller, warlock, and seeker of secrets. Sarah as Lanaver. I'm Lanaver Ferrix, an Aladrin bard, and I change my season and gender almost daily. Lauren as Miles. I'm Miles Gloriosus, a literal gift from the gods, perfection incarnate in Asmar Paladin form, and I'm here to rock your world. And Desiree as Hilrana. I'm Hilrana Drama, and I'm an Earth Genasi druid. I may be part gen, but my wish is your command. Last time, the party went searching for Prince Grant and Princess Celeste, who had gone missing during their bachelor party and bridal shower. The search led them to the fairy fire, where they found out that Prince Sono had arranged kidnapping of both Celeste and Grant as part of a scheme to get them to be able to see each other before the wedding. This backfired, actual bandits kidnapped them, and the party had to sort all of that out. With a quick thinking Prince Grant giving the crime boss the heartstone, aka the obsidian butt plug that Melees had given to him as a wedding present. Thankful and appreciative of their aid, the party has been invited by Princess Celeste and Prince Sono to attend the royal wedding, and that is where we pick up today. So, the next morning comes uh, bright and early, a little bit too early for some of you guys, um, but you awake. I don't know if you are in your own beds or in other people's beds, who knows, Uh, but most of you, unless you are a super early morning person, are startled awake by the sound of a loud knocking on your door. If it, whether it's the door to your room in the inn that you're staying at, the door to the room that you're renting out, or the door to your father's house, uh, Hilrana, you hear loud knocking. So how do you how do you, you react to this uh, knocking on your door, Melees? Is it just like a quick rap or does it seem desperate or it's a firm knock like type of knock oh okay i think he would rouse himself he's fully nude of course because he sleeps fully nude. yes and because it doesn't sound like a desperate plea of a knock or like a sexual hey are you around knock he's just going to answer the door fully nude perfect yeah because it didn't sound sexual so. I want to know what a sexual knock sounds like. like yeah, Hello. I don't know. I gotta work on my sexual knock. Like, it'd be better if it was a deeper voice to say, like, "Let me in." Ooh, kind of thing. <laughs> That's creepy. You That's because the murderer is gonna <laughs> get you. That's some fun role play. So you uh, open the door completely nude. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would Ferris open her door? Ferris would very groggily and resentfully roll out of bed and put on her red silk kimono and stumble to the door, open the little peephole and say, what 
the hell? So Lanny, what about you? How would you answer the door? Um, Lanny would panic. (laughs) (laughs) Who's knocking on my door? What do they want? Um, And then she would probably get out of bed, wrap herself in a bed sheet, and just kind of peek around the door to see who the hell was bothering her. Okay, perfect. (laughs) And Hilrana, what about you? Uh, I think Hilrana would be like, (gasps) Squirrels! Oh Oh my goodness. Who's there? Okay. Um, So you all see, in your various ways of opening the door, a pretty much uniform-looking people, although you wouldn't you would know they all looked the same. Human men, all fairly thin, with very well put together uniforms and grayish silver color with um, very nice pearl buttons down the front. And they all are just standing there at attention and look at you. None of them seem faced at all by the various states of undress. And they just say, Good morning. Apologies for waking you up so early. Prince Sono has requested that you attend a preparation for today's wedding. A preparation? Uh, all right. When? Now? Now. I'm as soon as you dressed. are able to attend. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, we shall provide you clothing. Uh, oh. Once you arrive, you must, you probably should wear something on the way there. Yeah, I, I, I think I probably will. Thank you. Could you give me all a All right. Moment? Please take no longer than 15 minutes. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll be right out. I will wait right here. Um, so that's the one that the Lanny, let's go with Ferris next. Ferris is going to open the door and lean against the frame and let this guy up and down the whole time he's talking. She's going to put her hand on her hip and say, honey, do you think it's only going to take 15 minutes for me to reach the pinnacle of beauty? Please do not worry about becoming the pinnacle of beauty. We shall aid you with that. 15 minutes is what we require for you to get ready. And what if I don't want to? Well, then I suppose we shall have to give our regrets to Prince Sono that you cannot attend today's wedding. Okay, hang on. I'll be right back. She's going to shut the door. (laughs) Um... Uh, Melees. All right. I mean, he'll just grab uh, a robe, a luxurious velvet robe that he probably carries around with him, and he'll just tie it really quick around him. He's still not, he's still completely fully nude underneath it, and he'll be like, all right, lead the way. Thank you. We appreciate your efficiency. Of course. Um, And Hilvrana. Hilvrana would just uh, shape shift some clothes on. Suddenly, gets changed while she's standing in the doorway, and then say, "Come on, Chad, let's go." And then her little squirrel companion climbs up her legs and rests on her shoulder, and she gives him like a little piece of fruit, and then she's ready. Interesting. We did not know that there needed to be uh, arrangements made for an animal companion. What type of clothing oh, no, does this animal prefer, and what is its name so we can put it on the? registry for oh no chadley hates weddings he's gonna stay here during the wedding oh so we should not put chadley on the guest list for the wedding no noted all right let's go i love that his name is chadley (laughs) can you give us like a little bit more of a description of what chadley looks like because i'm interested so chadley is a squirrel um he's beautiful he's kind of gray and red and he's got a nice fluffy tail, and he's also wearing a little eye patch. 
and his eyes, his one eye, is bright red. Oh my gosh. And he is my best friend, and I love him. Wonderful. And Chadley may have some secrets. Oh, dark secrets. Oh, and he's also wearing a little amulet. Ooh. Very nice. A squirrel-sized amulet. Yes. I would die for Chadley. Yeah. He's wearing it on a little, like a little collar. Oh. Okay. So you guys, all uh, four of you, are led by these very automaton-like servants, are led up onto Champagne Slope in the upper terrace, which is a very, very fancy part of the upper terrace. And then you are brought into a fairly nondescript looking building from the outside. I think maybe Miles might recognize it. It's a very, very fancy members only bathhouse that you have not been to, but you may have heard of it. And it's a kind of like a nice, a very open, airy courtyard that you go into, and it has all these beautiful gardens and like a little pool in the center with a fountain of a of like a nude man holding himself not no, holding himself. <laughs> 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 just jerking it, you know. Sure. <laughs> that kind oh of God, house. is that where the fountain water is coming out of? It's just yeah. spraying. Is it clear water? Or? Is it foam? A little foamy. Yeah. Yes. No. Um, of him, holds his arm wrapped around his waist in a coy way, and the water is not coming out of his his junk. Oh. Um, it's coming out of his butt. You know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, makes sense. Anyway, so um, it's it's very pretty in the sunlight. The morning sunlight is coming down. Eventually, you are all in the same space together. All of the servants have left, and you are there, just the four of you. Good morning, y'all. How's everybody? Good morning, Ferris. You look radiant. Oh, so do you, sugar. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Arana's just like looking at them like, who are those two up to? Something's going on there. And Chadley is also looking at them. Arana, who's your friend? This is Chadley. He is my best friend. Chadley says, and puts out his little paw. Oh my god! Oh, wow. Ferris is going to shake that little paw! Oh my god. <laughs> Chadley puts a little squirrel kiss on her hand. Oh, Are we about to pet Chadley? Chadley's a gentleman. Oh, wow. I, yes, he is. Well, aren't you just charming, Chadley? Chadley does like a little bow. Will he be attending the wedding? No, Chadley does not like weddings. He's going to just hang out in the room and, you know, work on his novel. He's writing a novel? Yes, Chadley's quite talented. Aren't you, Chadley? Aren't you just the most talented little squirrel ever? Yes, you are. What's his novel about? Oh, he's not telling anyone. He, he, this is just the way he works. It's a surprise. Gosh, well, I'm really excited to read it when it's finally done. Chadley claps his little paws and goes, Oh my god. This is Chadley cast now. There's nothing else that, that, that we care about. Roll for Chadley. Um, roll so, for Chadley. What do you think they plan on doing to us to get us ready for this wedding? Oh, just your typical, probably, um, bathing, anointing in sacred sexual oils. What? Maybe a massage or two. <laughs> oh. You know, just the typical bathhouse. 
And as you say that a a woman comes out from the shadows and and she's wearing this all black gown, which stands out from the very sunny, bright courtyard. Um, she has long braided hair dark skin, this very, very dark eyeliner on. And you can see that she has chains that have various little symbols on them that go up almost all the way up like to her forearms. And she says, you're somewhat correct, although the sexual part of it is not going to be happening. Oh, that's a bummer for Miles then. <sighs> I mean, Miles can do that on his own time. Pardon me for being rude. My name is Belladonna, and I assume you all are the guests of Prince Sono that I was told so much about. Yes, that's that would be us. Nice to meet you, Belladonna. I'm Lanifer. Oh, it's it's wonderful to meet you. And I am Hilrana. Hilrana. I am Miles. Bummer also as well about the sexual. Yes, I'm sorry, Miles. You will be quite disappointed in that department. What what are we doing here exactly? And and I'm sorry, what was your name, ma'am? Ferestaban. Oh, well, you're going to be prepared. Prince Sono has told me to spare no expense or any kind of luxury, minus the more sexual things, we don't do that here, for preparing you all for today's wedding. We only have a few hours to get you all ready, and you are uh, special guests of Prince Sono, as I have been told, and therefore uh, we are going to get you bathed, get you any massages that you need, uh, manicure, pedicure, hair, makeup, anything that you feel will make you look your best. You will need uh, three different outfits, and so I know it's kind of last minute, so we're going to have to work with what we have. But I'm sure, and she kind of scans over each one of you, she takes like a moment to look you up and down, that we can find something suitable for each one of you. Ooh, a spa day. I've heard about these. Yes, and it... it Unfortunately, it's not going to be quite as relaxing of a spa day as, as you might normally want, as we do have quite a tight schedule. So let's um, stop talking and get walking into this room so that you guys can undress and clean yourselves. No offense, but some of you look a little bit uh, worse for wear. I think she's talking about you, Miles. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous. I clean myself every night. With what? A sock? Oh, one of those, uh... Oh, shit. You're mean. <laughs> well, I'm just saying you have this man smell about you that I'm Me not like saying definitely is bad, does not. But... I don't want No, this. he doesn't. It's part of his character. That is not his thing. She meant more that you just had the look of sex about you. I might be shiny from oil. That is true. Yeah, he is definitely oil. clean. Very You're not yes. a dirty man. You also you probably smell good all the time. Yes, he's very into that. It's the a bit musky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Yes. The your scent isn't offensive. It's just the oils might cling to the clothing and, and stain them. Anyway, so if anyone would like to uh, make a, is anyone trained in religion? Religion. Religion. Uh, I am not. I think Ferris might be. No, she. Never mind. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not proficient. <laughs> we don't know shit about that. None of you guys are very religious. Uh, how about religion is intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Does anyone have a good a good intelligence modifier? I have a plus two. Um, I have a plus one. A negative one. <laughs> 
Alias is not the <laughs> Negative one. Oh my god. Oh my god. Amazing. I'm the smart okay. one? Shit. You're the smart <laughs> one. That's not good. Okay. I'll roll. Okay. Why not? So yeah, Lanny, why don't you go ahead um, and just roll a religion check. Oh, I got an 11. So you vaguely recognize some of the symbols that are on Belladonna's jewelry. It's kind of slightly sinister looking. Um, but you can't quite place, it has like a religious vibe to it, but you don't know what religion. Ferris, however, without rolling, would know that these are the symbol of the god Etain, which is the god of secrets, lies, manipulation. That's something you want to see on somebody you've just met. Weird if you like just advertise that you're probably going to be lying and manipulating everyone. This kanji means liar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, Ferris, you also know that um, it's kind of trendy right now among the more alternative scene to like wear the symbol of attain to be like edgy and like dark. Yeah. yeah. So it's like an inverted pentagram. Yes, exactly. But that's the D&D. kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, exactly. It's kind of edgy. So so Lanny, you do pick up your like that's a little weird, but uh Ferris does pick up that her she's trying to look edgy is basically what's what's going on. She's the bathhouse edge lord. I want bathhouse edge lord to be a specific <laughs> title. Well that's that's <laughs> ooh, but that's edge lord sounds like it could for a bathhouse could be something different. Oh. I don't know what goes on in this bathhouse. She already said that doesn't go on here. Well, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I was talking to Chadley. Excuse me. So Belladonna will escort you each down a hallway and you are led, gestured into various uh, rooms along the hallway. Each one inside there is a soaking tub and like a massage table it has the various things that you need. And so you guys can each bathe yourselves. You don't need to have somebody come in and bathe you unless you would like that. Again, non-sexually bathed. Then you would each be uh, given a massage. Is there like a tiny little massage chair for uh, Chadley? You may request that if you would like. I imagine we're like next to each other and having like a couple's massage. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's so they perfect. do, they, they can definitely bring out maybe like a... Like one of the eye pillows that you could put over your eyes if you wanted to. They'll put that out for Chadley and he can lie on that. And then another separate person will come in and give Chadley uh, his massage next to you. I feel like they should cast Reduce on the masseuse so they're tiny and they have (laughs) tiny hands to give a squirrel appropriate massage. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So they they are able to reduce the size of this masseuse to to give Chadley a, a good massage. I didn't know if you wanted to do any kind of shenanigans while you were getting bathed or having massage. It's up to you. Oh, yeah. Ferris is definitely going to slink out. Like, they get the bath situated. And she's going to, she's kind of a pain in the ass. So she's going to want a really complex, complicated bath. Nice. But then right, right before she's about to disrobe, the helper leaves the room. And then she's going to try to figure out where Miles is. Perfect. Okay. Start peeping. So you peep out. You were the first person to be put in a room. So unfortunately, you don't know which of the rooms Miles is in. There's a hallway. There are two doors on your right. And then one more, like one door down from where you are. You're on the left side of the hall that's on the left. Should try left first. Okay. So <laughs> why don't you go ahead and roll a, a 
54 for me. Got a one. All right. Uh, so are you knocking on the door or are you just oh, peeping, peeping in? Oh, she's just going to peek. <laughs> uh, Lanover, I need you to make a perception check. All right. As you're kind of in your bath. I got a seven. Nice. So I have and no make a, idea. Yeah. Well, Ferris, I need you to make a stealth check. Oh, okay. That's right. Ten. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you don't notice. So you peep in and you see in within the water that hastily obscure the body underneath the water, but you can see from that back away from the door that it is uh, Lanaver. Okay, she'll creep back out, gently close the door. Uh, Lanaver does not notice. <laughs> Creeper. Uh-huh. She's going to try the other door now. <laughs> Go for it. So uh, the door one on the right or door two on the right? Door two. Okay, go, roll, go ahead and roll a d4. She got a four again. That's okay. I was going to do evens or odds. Uh, okay. So you open the door. I need you to make a stealth check. And then Hilrana, I need you to make a perception check. And I also need Chadley to make a perception check. He doesn't have any modifier. We'll just have him roll. Uh, she got a four on that stealth check. <laughs> nice. Uh, Hilrana got a 13. Cool. And Chadley. Okay, he got an eight. Okay, uh, so you definitely uh, both hear uh, the door creak open. It, it was a little bit more squeaky than the other door. Your back is facing away from the door and you and Chadley are in the bath bathing yourself. You're kind of in the middle of scrubbing your one arm and Chadley's kind of like under the armpit on the one side doing the thing that the little squirrels do with their back leg where they're kind of like going like that under their armpit like they got an itch. You hear that a noise at the door of it creaking open, Helmerana. She's going to have a bunch of vines go out and like kind of grab the person. Nice. Uh, go ahead and roll an attack for me and you can make a, a, a I guess we'll just go with your AC, uh, Ferris. Yeah, I have um, the thing I cast before. What is that? That's uh, Entangle. Oh, you're casting Entangle? Shit. Okay, so you're casting Entangle in the doorway, so I think you actually need to make a save of some sort. It's a strength attack and save. All right, so make a strength save for me, Ferris. 16. Okay, so you see these vines just like all of a sudden erupt from the ground, pushing through the marble floor, uh, and the natural earth busts through and all these vines come out, and you just leap back. Oh, sugar, I'm so sorry. Wrong room. And I'm going to close the door. <laughs> Chad Lee's going to put up his little fist and shake it and go... Ferris, okay, so you're pretty confident that this last door is Melee's. Uh, you don't have to roll for it. It's definitely gonna be Melee's. Uh, make are you making a stealth check or are you are you Yeah. Okay, okay. And make a perception check, Melee's. She's a creepy peeper. <laughs> she got a fifteen. <laughs> I got a fourteen. Oh, very good. So the one that counted uh, for sure. <laughs> I wanna see your pee pee. <laughs> so Melee's, what are you currently doing in the bath? Well, uh, He doesn't have to like explode into everything. (laughs) He's he's bathing. He's just bathing. (laughs) That's what I meant. Like what? Like just set a scene for us. Describe your bathing. (laughs) He is just as fussy as Ferris is, and so he would have ordered a very specific set of like bathing oils and like bathing stuff, uh, bubbles, whatever. Um, and he's probably 
scrubbing at the stage where he's scrubbing. He's, you know what? No, he's standing up in the bath because he's getting his legs and he's scrubbing them. So thank you, thank you. So thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Ferris greatly appreciates it. There might be on. some bubbles strategically placed on his junk. Not on purpose. Yes. Well, you're probably your back is probably faced away. That's why you didn't see her. Um, so it's like she gets a real good look at the yes. booty as and you're kind of sculpted. like scrubbing the one leg. Yes. He's yeah. yeah, it's sculpted. He has one leg out, and so like the calf is popping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh Lord. <laughs> That's why they call them ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ferris is going to look her feel, then look some more, and then start to close the door, and then look one more time. And then she's going to creep back to her own bath and have special lady time. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Just (laughs) contemplate the vision. Contemplate the booty. Ferris is going to do dirty stuff in the bath. (laughs) Yeah, she's going to get scrubbed twice. Well, I am a dirty girl. Oh my gosh. I love the faces that Sarah makes. <laughs> like, no. It's a I do just not approve. Didn't get to see the pee pee. All good no bubbles. Don't stare. We'll get it eventually. Don't worry. Can't give it away immediately. Yeah, can't give it away. Um, perfect. So. You guys eventually, after some shenanigans, are bathed, massaged. They give you robes, um, and then you all four are brought into a more central chamber. Uh, you you leave your rooms, go through the doorway, and it leads to a, a nice kind of sitting area where there are people set up to do manicures, pedicures, to do your hair, to do any kind of makeup that you would like for this event, as well as these big racks against the one wall that are just filled with all kinds of different outfits and and, and beautiful items of clothing that you could look at and choose from for the wedding. And Belladonna is in there and she says, wonderful, wonderful, We're, we're going perfectly according to schedule. Oh, who's going to take the longest to choose outfits for? Which one of you is the most particular? I I have my own sense, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm particular. Is anyone not particular? Oh, I I don't even need clothes. Oh. (laughs) Well, it's not that kind of event, but I do like Well, I mean, I make my own. Hmm. They're quite nice. It really does look nice when she dresses herself. All right, well, we can speak with you about the specifications that we need for each outfit. Each part of the wedding ceremony requires a different outfit, and it is themed for various look, and so if you can accommodate that with your clothing production, then that is fine. If you cannot, however, we will be able to uh, supplement you. So let's go with the most particular one first, and she, she brings Ferris over into this area with all the racks and there's a the little dressing room. Ferris wants her, um, her horn shined. Mm, perfect. That's important. And her clothes have to have a little hole for her tail to come out. Oh, obviously. Vilez is going to get a mani-pedi, and he's going to get eye makeup. Uh, smudgy eyeliner, I think, is going to be his look. Maybe some oil in his beard. Oh, yeah. very. They trim his beard up nice. It looks really good. Lanny gets a pedicure, but she won't let anybody touch her hands because um, she's afraid they're going to remove her calluses. Ah, yes, yes, yes. 
But she does get her hair put up nicely and she puts on some natural makeup. And is your hair still like an orange color? No, I changed season. Thank you for asking. I'm autumn now and my hair is brown. Oh, brown. Is it autumn? No. So uh, Lanny is an Aladrin. And so they're able to change what they call a season, which is different types of fae have different seasons that they are kind of the like from the court of a particular seasons. Yes, exactly. And some Eladrin um, just have one season all the time. And then some Eladrin can cycle through seasons. And the way it works mechanically is you can choose at the end of a long rest to choose what season you want to have. Um, and so autumn is kind of the season of celebrations. So that's why uh, Lanny picked that. And so right now she has dark brown hair and green eyes and you all would have noticed and I, we we should have talked about this before but lanny definitely uh when you met lanny they were kind of presented more as a man but now yes. is female mm-hmm. because uh some of you may know some of you may not know but in this world the eladrin as they uh change seasons can also change their uh, gender you still recognize Lanny as Lanny, though. Yeah, like, they still look almost It's still the same, same person. Yeah. So for background, in this world, does it is it a thing? Like, do people care about it? Is it just a known... You know, what would our reaction be? It probably depends on where you're from, honestly. The Claudian Kingdom does come into contact with the Eladrin and the, and the various fey people and elves and stuff that are from... Uh, where Lanny's from and so it's not weird it's like it's pretty if you're from this general area you probably don't it's uncommon I also think that it's I mean you can do alter self uh there there are a lot of spells disguise self uh there are several different kinds of spells that are, are like disguise self and alter self are fairly low level so I don't think it would be completely unheard of even for somebody who's not an Aladrin yeah, so I don't think it's so completely unheard of, but it might still be a little odd. People of this world probably don't think that being bi-gender or having different gender identities is strange because even some of the gods that they have worship, they worship in their pantheons are able to be male or female or in between. So it's it's not it's kind of built into their religious system. Does your character, is it always they, them, or is it, does it depend on how you're presenting? Um, they, them would always be acceptable. That's fine. Um, but you could also use the appropriate he or she, depending on how they're presenting themselves. I'm so sorry that I forgot to ask you what you looked like until now. You said she, and so I assumed that you were a different season. It's okay. So Belladonna said that there were going to be like themes or requirements for each part. Yes. Uh, so... She can, she'll tell you, I'll do that right now. Okay. She'll tell you what the different themes are. So we have three different parts of, well, technically four, but uh, three that you have to have kind of a specific garb for, for the ceremonies. As you may or may not know, Claudian weddings are quite com- complex and a bit over the top. And then, of course, we're adding a uh, a part of the ceremony that's from the Black Cloud Islands, which is not normally incorporated, but nevertheless, we are we are making do. And so for the first ceremony, we need something that is going to look very nice and springy in kind of a pastel palette, um, very airy and, and, and light. Um, for the second outfit, we need something that is going to be fairly plain and in a 
bluish darker color uh, like a blue or dark green kind of color palette and then for the third one uh, we need something that is going to fit into a color scheme of the, of the of the setting sun third one will be what you will be wearing to the reception as well so let's start with ferris i know you mentioned that you needed a tail hole and of course the horns will be shined to a, a wonderful polish so for the first look what, what kind of uh outfit would you like to wear for this Oh, well, as long as it doesn't clash with my skin. Oh, no, your skin is such a lovely shade. I think that we could go with even uh, some pinks and such that would complement it. Or if you wanted to go with a contrast, we oh. could. No, let's do pink. I love pink. We could maybe do like a almost like a rose inspired thing where it's like a pink rose that kind of gets into a darker shades as it gets towards the bottom of your of your. Would you like a gown? Would you like a suit? What kind of what kind of a. Uh, cut do you want for your outfit? I do tend to like suits better. Of course, yes. She pulls out a couple different linen or uh, lighter kind of fabric uh, suits. I will say, for the sake of time, describe to me what this suit looks like. It is going to be form-fitting, mm -hmm. of course. Of course. Sweetheart neckline. Oh, nice. And then go into, like, palazzo pants. Okay, perfect. With a little little spot for her tail hmm. to come flying up. Very nice. Okay, so that's your first outfit. Uh, now this one, I, I don't think we can make it quite as as form fitting as it's more of a uh, the the Black Cloud Islanders are a bit more stoic, so they would prefer something a little bit less showy. That's fine, and that can be flowy. Would you let? Would you again like a suit or a gown or something in between? I do love a suit. Of course, of Let's course. Stick with a suit. It can be a little more flowy though, and we can definitely have it muted. What about like a jumpsuit with like a cape type thing in the back? Oh heck yeah! <laughs> oh yes! All right. So she pulls out that, and it is this deep blue that goes very nicely with your skin in it and it does have ever so slightly the subtlest the most subtle amount of like shimmer to the fabric but Ooh, it's God. not yeah it's not completely muted but it's it's enough that you can probably get away with it without looking too flashy and then of course this one you can go wild with the sunset type colors um people tend to go all out for this so really whatever kind of look structure shape of your outfit uh that you would like i want yellow i want red i want orange i want pink i want a great big collar and a great big cape <gasps> and the more sequins the better oh my goodness this sounds amazing now it's going to take me a bit of, of time to to work on this and you see that she's uh pulling out some things she doesn't have any anything that matches that description obviously um but the first two were kind of ready-made that she can tailor. She takes some measurements of you and jots a bunch of things down very quickly. Um, and you can see that she has uh, like a pouch on her side that it contains a wand and a couple of different like spell components as well as like this uh, measuring tape that is actually floating around you and like measuring different parts of your body. And so she's gesturing and doing some different things as she does this and, and getting herself prepared. So she is some kind of clothing wizard. Okay, so then you can go off and get your other beauty stuff done. So Hilrana. For the first outfit, um, Hilrana's going to have like some soft pink flower petals like coming down like a little skirt and the top also. And then a uh, simple 
springy. Uh, and then some spring flowers kind of scattered around in her hair. And then, uh, what was the second outfit? So she's gonna have a shift dress type shape, like blue flowers and vines, like a dark blue, and uh, some black. And then she's gonna like sprout little diamonds scattered down like stars. Whoa! Uh, Belladonna will listen to you say that, and she's like, I- I'm worried that the diamonds may be seen as too showy. Is there any way that you could? Change it to a different type of stone that might not be quite as flashy. Like the diamonds pull back in and then these tiny little black uh, stones that are still a little sparkly but not more subtle come out. That That is perfect. Thank you. Thank you. And then for the, the last look, you can, you can be as showy as you'd like. She's going to do like gray petals that fall down that become like a wine color and then purple around the bottom. All right, Lanny. Um, Lanny is looking at the racks of clothing and the first outfit that she picks out for the kind of airy light looking first phase of the wedding is uh, a Louis XIV style French aristocrats outfit kind of looking thing that's um, light blue and it has a very poofy Mm -hmm. cravat um, and light blue knee length breeches and an embroidered long coat. And then the second outfit that she picks out is a green elvish style dress that I imagine a lot of times in fantasy they have elves kind of wearing almost Han Dynasty style clothing, like Chinese royalty. So it's a long sleeved forest green dress. And then for the third outfit, she picks a magenta gown that has a high neck but a very low cut back. Ooh, very nice. How low cut are we talking? Not ass crack. <laughs> Not quite that low cut, but you know, okay. mid back. Those are w- wonderful, wonderful selections. Um, thank you. Oh, of course, thank you. That that was quite simple. Uh, and you, sir, and she looks over at Milace. What would you like to wear? I think I will defer to the stylist. Oh, how fun! She looks at Miles and circles around him. The measuring tape goes around him, floating through the air. Hmm. Um. N- so she will get you out. You, she, you said you would defer to the stylist. So she's going to pull out this robe. It's open in the front, bluish, like light bluish color robe that's open and cut so that you can see the pecs <laughs> out in the front. Yeah. And then it comes down at the waist and it is tied there. And then it comes down and it has a pair of like darker blue pants and very, very nice, fancy looking shoes. Also like this like necklace collar that has these these little blue gems on it that she's going to have you wear with this to just accentuate this whole area. Um titties out <laughs> the second one she's gonna kind of go for an opposite look although it is going the pants are going to be very well tailored it's like a dark dark green the very well tailored pants to show off that that booty and the top is very understated a clean oh shirt it's a shirt why can't i think of clothing words just like a a, a, a cropped not a crop top a crop top a green crop top um it could be a crop top that's amazing 
Okay, yeah. It's like the the top is cropped a little bit because she didn't want to cover up the booty at all. And so I you get a little bit of the bottom of his, his tummy. Well, doesn't Neelace have a little bit of, like, softness in his abs? He's got a punch. He does. He's got a punch, yeah. So his, his little tummy. His, There's definitely abs right. underneath it. Peeking out at the bottom. It looks, it's pretty cute. And then the final one, she's like, I really, I need to have some kind of guidance on what is your vision of ostentation? What would make you feel the most glorious version of yourself other than being nude? Maybe. She knew exactly what his answer was going to be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What about like a collar of like ostentatious ostrich plumes? Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Is that good? <laughs> yes, that's very good. Now, did you want to have other clothing on? Just the collar. Just want to have some like shorts, some no. booty shorts on. Booty shorts, but I also want a train. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you've got the feathered collar dyed to be the color of the sunset. You got the booty shorts that are a darker color. Are the train coming from just from the booty shorts, or is it coming down from the back of the collar? From the collar. So I guess it's like a okay. Cape. Cool. This is some shimmering jewels in it. Yeah, it's got some some, like shimmering jewels in it, and she is going to give you some like body chains, you know, because you got to have that that body jewelry. Oh, Um, Holly and I are dying. I want this outfit. She'll pull out a little vial that's. um, She's like, I know I said that you would be too oily for clothing, but I think this is going to enhance the look, and it's a very kind of like shimmery body oil that you can put on to make your your muscles stand out. Perfect. Thank you. I have this exact vial. (laughs) It's wonderful. Yes, it's it's quite good quality. So all the pampering is done. You are well fed. Uh, Lanny is kind of gorging herself if there's food. Oh, yeah. And it's It's free free food. Uh, She's going to eat a lot. She's broke. Yes. So, Lanny, you are gorging yourself. Did you want to try to bring anything home with you? I mean, I don't feel like I'm going to be able to get it home before it starts swelling, so probably not. So you're well fed, and then after a while, the uh, automaton men, who are not actually automatons, but definitely act like it, all return, and they look at Belladonna, and she says, yes, they're, they're ready to go. It is time. It is now time for you all to accompany us to the first part of the wedding. Prince Sono has given us a few guidelines for you all to remember as you are on the palace grounds, seeing as you are not used to being in the company of royals. One, do not steal anything. Damn. Two, no wandering in areas that are not part of the ceremonies. They will be clearly demarcated where the ceremonies are and where they are not. No wandering around the palace. No entering areas that you are not used to. So on and so forth. If you have not been invited into a particular area, then do not go there. And third, make sure that you use the correct titles when addressing royalty. If you are unaware of what the titles are, it is all right for you to ask once, but after that, you must use the correct titles. Okay. That's about it. Just be polite and well-behaved. So we should keep our clothes on. Unless someone has uh, requested you to remove your clothing as part of one of the ceremonies, do not remove your clothing. However, that is not one of the rules that Prince Sono has given us, therefore we cannot rule completely on that matter. What about spontaneously bursting it? Please try to keep singing at a minimum during the ceremonies, unless requested. All right. Any other questions that you have about what you can or cannot do? 
What's your name? Our name is not important. It's an odd name. <laughs> I just blink at you. Are you ready to go? Any other questions? No, I'm ready. All right, let's go. And so they lead you uh, from the Champagne Slope part of the city back down a little ways, and then you are led to a place that you all have never been before, which is the uh, palace grounds. It's this beautiful, glorious gate. Blah, blah, blah. Emily's terrible at describing palaces. You guys get it. It's at the top of this really cool mountain. It's got all these beautiful clouds. The sky is sunny. The palace is really cool. You get it. It's a fancy place. Real fancy. (laughs) It's pretty nice. So you are led through the front gate and then there are some very extensive gardens that are to the one side of the palace. So not up to the palace itself, but through a series of winding pathways that lead through a bunch of flower gardens. And you see other guests that have arrived and are also being led by similar looking men in similar outfits being brought through the thing. Um, It appears that you are not allowed within the palace grounds without one of these attendants today. So they seem like they're going to be on your ass. Oh. (laughs) At least for getting from place to place. There's a central part of this garden where there are a bunch of beautiful flowers that are very, very light purple shade. Everyone is directed into a circle. The guests are brought and you all are encircling this little patch of these flowers in the center. The bride and groom arrive. They are both wearing uh, outfits that match the colors of this flower, and they are brought into the center by a priestess who is wearing a plain white robe. And the ceremony begins. It's very lovely. They um, she, she invokes a couple different lines about, like, the budding romance between each other. It's a little bit cheesy, a lot of flower puns, um, a lot of things that deal with like the earth and connecting with nature and using their love to cultivate the future of Claudia. Eventually they are both given a seed. Prince Grant digs a hole into the ground and then Princess Celeste takes this seed, which he places it in the ground and they both cover it up together. And then everyone has been given while they're doing this, like a bunch of flower petals and you are instructed to, as they bury the the seed in there, to throw the flower petals in the air towards them and kind of shower them with flower petals. Whee! Whee! Uh, make a dexterity check. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> For real? <laughs> Holy we gotta make this D&D, guys. <laughs> 23. 23. Man, you're really good at throwing those flower petals. I am flower so petals. good at throwing flower petals, you guys. Uh, 21. 14. 21. Very good. Also very good, Ferris, with style. 14? Yeah. Okay. I feel Pretty like good. Kilrana would be eating the flower petals. Yeah, you snack on a couple of them. What about you, Miles? Well, he got a 14, too, but he's probably keeping a few for his scrapbook. Aww. Ah, yes, oh, yes, yes. At some point, Ferris is going to at least have to try to sneak off somewhere she's not supposed to be. (laughs) All right. So you're keeping an eye out for an opportunity to sneak away. After the ceremony is done, the bride and groom go off and the servants come up to you and say, you have approximately 30 minutes to get changed into your next outfit. Please prepare yourselves. 
and they lead you into a tent. These rows of tents have been set up at the back end of the gardens where people can can get changed in privacy. All right, so this is the blue outfits, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Ferris would shimmy out of her current outfit and shimmy into her new outfit as quickly as possible and then try to go out the other side of the tent. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, make us oh, to to like drop the minder that you've got. Yes. Ha ha ha. All right, and you guys are all in in the same tent together. You are not afforded individual tent. Does anyone want to try to follow Ferris? Do you, are you being stealthy or trying to sneak away from everybody, Ferris, or just the minders? Just really the minders. Okay, so you guys all notice as Ferris like starts to go out the back of the tent. I was going to say Hilrana's not in the tent because she changed while she was eating at the buffet. Okay, so you're still eating food. If there's a buffet. Uh, There's food everywhere. (laughs) Come on. This is the royal wedding. And she's trying to get the minder to hold more for her, hold an extra plate for her. (laughs) Okay, one of them is, is the one that's assigned to you is is definitely uh, minding and and holding stuff for you, but keeping a close tabs on you. Uh, Melee's, does Melee's notice? Yeah, you guys would notice because she's not trying to sneak from you guys. Where are you going? Um, well, I just want to see more of the castle and nothing, and I mean nothing, makes me want to do something more than somebody telling me I can't. <laughs> would you like an escort? How sneaky can you be? I can, I can sneak. Well, come on, sugar, let's sneak. You should go ahead. Have fun. Can Hilrana see the tent from where she's from? Make a perception check. Oh, no. Uh, four. Yeah, you're too busy with the food. Nothing but teeth and elbows, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Scarfing it down. Okay, so I need both Amiles and Ferris to make a stealth check. So Ferris got a 14. Amiles got a 7. But he he definitely thinks, he's like, oh, can I sneak, please? I've snuck in (laughs) in and out of lovers' houses. No one ever noticed. But he's saying all of this very loudly. Like, he thinks he's good at sneaking, but he is just not. And he's, like, hitting, you know, bushes, and it's just horrible. Well, sadly, Miles, you don't even get as far as the bushes because you say that you proclaim this loudly. And with a natural 20, the first minder uh, is just at the back of the tent as you guys open the flap and they say do you need anything oh no um yes is this the front of the tent or the back of the tent i got confused this is the back of the tent please return into the tent and then we will escort you to the next destination wonderful thank you so much we will stay here in case you get confused again oh aren't you sweet (laughs) thanks Damn. Oh. Lanny, you see their their fail their utter failure at trying to sneak out. So you guys can actually be together if you would like to as you head um out to to meet up with Hilrana. Well, it is their one and only job to watch each and every <laughs> one of us. Can't believe they've assigned one guard to each guest. I wonder what they're so worried about. Exactly. Although <laughs> We did see what happened last night, so... 
the wedding itself, which I did not mention, it's pretty large. There are, it's not like you guys are one of the few attendants. There's like, there are hundreds of these tents outside in this, in this garden. So you're in this like a sea of tents right now. Um, you would say for the first ceremony, probably about 350 people were there. And each person has a guard. There are some people who do not have an attendant assigned to them. They're not in the area around you, kind of in the area where your tent is. Everybody has somebody watching them. But further down, closer to where the palace is, um, there are a few tents that don't look like they're attended by these these servants. Make a perception check for me, everybody, if you would like to. 16. I got a 10. 10 as well. 17. I think the only person who would pick up on this is probably Ferris. And there's like maybe two or three minutes left before you need to be over by the uh, next ceremony. And a lot of them are have changed into their sunset final ceremony outfits and are just sitting around having some snacks, talking amongst themselves, just kind of hanging out. Like they're not planning on going to the next part? Exactly. Oh, okay. I don't think everybody's going to this next ceremony part see a lot of people sitting around in their tents in their final outfits. Maybe it's because the first one was a little boring. Well, that's true. (laughs) I hate to say that. Oh, it's just us. Okay, so you all head over. It's a much thinner crowd going over. And now that you see people heading over there, it's even more obvious that there are not as many people. I would say probably a third of the people that came to the first ceremony show up for the second ceremony, which is around a large reflecting pool. You guys are positioned at one end and you are instructed by each of your attendees. They come up to you with a little slip of paper and a little teeny tiny uh, votive that is on uh, like a little dish and they instruct, uh, they say to you each, please, if you wouldn't mind, write down a wish for the couple for what you wish for them and their future and the, or the future of Claudia write it on this piece of paper and then we shall use that to present to the couple very well okay you guys can write down your little wishes for them she's gonna write good luck y'all and then she's yeah. gonna poke Lanny Perfect. and point at it <laughs> <laughs> what a nice wish I'll wish that they don't get bored of each other too quickly that's a good wish. They, they instruct you each to go up to the reflecting pool and place the little votive on, on the water. And so eventually all of these these very nice different colored votives are floating out into the water of this reflecting pool. And the couple is brought down and again, another ceremony. This one is a lot longer after what seems like forever of them saying these different prayers for safety. The bride and groom come up to the edges of the water and then uh, attendants come and strip them both completely naked and then they both wade into the water and uh, towards each other from opposite sides and they gather around this priestess in the center who is also completely naked. When they get naked, a bunch of people that are there look offended. Were they not expecting this? Is this, is this part of the plan, is it? Uh, you can make an insight check if you would like to. I will insight check as well. We're all insight checking. Well, <laughs> I got a 21 on this fairly insignificant roll. Yes. I got you. a 17. Nice. 
I got a four. <laughs> nice. Like they're naked. Oh, you're not. You're checking them both yeah. out. They're both this hot in their own way. It so did. So for anybody who got probably over like a, it's not that hard to tell. I would say like a twelve. It seems to be people uh, from Claudian nobility that are the ones that are the most shocked. People that were part of Prince Grant's entourage don't seem phased by it at all. And then you recall. Belladonna saying something about how one of the parts of the ceremony was from the Black Cloud Islands, where Grant is from, and not traditionally part of the Claudian wedding customs. I would say the people who uh, got a little bit higher roll over here, um, someone fairly close to you say in a snooty voice, Ugh, those islanders are so barbaric and disgusting with their practices. I can't believe the royal family let them do this at the wedding. I can't believe they would Dane to to bring these type of people into the family. Oh boy. We should have stayed back at our tent. This is pointless. And the one woman kind of like nods at the other one and then they head back away. Like they actually leave before the ceremony is over. Oh, so people were hanging back because they're prudes and they have a stick up their butt. Oh, now I get it. <laughs> That's okay. The less people, the easier it is to see the naked ones. Yeah, Prince Grant and uh, Princess Celeste are in all their naked glory out in the water. And it's actually, once it gets to that point and the votives are kind of encircling them and and it's, it's very nice. The sun is getting very, very close to setting and so they are quickly brought out of the water. It seems like maybe things are going a little bit slower. Than they had than had been planned. They are kind of rushed out of the water, rushed off um, towards another place, and you guys are brought back to your tents very quickly by your attendees. And they're like, "We don't have much time to get ready for the next part, so please change into your final outfits as quickly as possible. We are about to lose the light." Oh, okay. All right. This could potentially, for Ferris, be an opportunity to try to sneak away again, as it's more chaotic at the moment. Yes, she's going to take it. If she thinks she can do it, she's going to try. Are you bringing Melee's with you again? Nope, this time I'm just going to try. That's for the best. Okay, go ahead and make a stealth check. Okay, come on, baby. Mama needs to sneak. Ooh, 21. Very good. So yeah, these attendees... Are, seem much more distracted than before. They're trying to keep an eye on everything that's going on. Some of them are actually helping other people get dressed. And so things are definitely more chaotic and you are able to slip out the back of the tent and walk amongst a group of people who are already walking in a direction towards the next ceremony, which is um, behind the palace itself, overlooking a cliff. There's this this kind of bridge area that they're heading towards. So Ferris, what are you looking for? What are you doing? You're kind of in the middle of the, the the side gardens. The palace itself is probably about 300 feet away from you. Because Ferris deals in secrets, she wants to see just dirt on anybody or anything she can get. So if she can see a way to get into the castle or maybe to get into someone's tent to rifle through their things. It definitely would be much easier for you to get into somebody's tent and rifle through things. Okay. Um, you could try for the palace, but that's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be a lot harder. She's going to try to get into a tent that is being unattended. Okay, um, make an investigation check to try to see if you can find a tent that seems important that is not currently 
inhabited. Investigation? Mm-hmm. 18. Ooh, very nice. Yeah, so you find a tent, again, kind of in the same area as where you went to try to talk to that one guy earlier. You pop into a tent that's close by to that one that you see is is not currently attended and it doesn't look like there's anybody inside. And uh, it is a lot nicer than your guys' tent. You thought your tent was nice. This one's much fancier. It has a nice couch to rest on and a beautiful full-length mirror and area for somebody to get bathed behind a screen and all kinds of of nice uh, food arrangements that have been half-eaten. But there's no one in here. All right, so I'm looking for any kind of bags or anything that would tell me anything about the people. Yeah, I'm going to let you keep your investigation check from before. You find a gown that looks oddly familiar and then you remember that you recalled seeing Lady Jalessa Spear wearing it at the fairy fire the club that you went to she was part of Princess Celeste's entourage make one more investigation check for me just to see if we can find anything else okay so 13 13 um you do happen to spot a, a little piece of paper in the pocket of this gown that is partially ripped and on the the words that you can make out on it say, I have a plan, don't worry. Hmm. And you have no idea what the context of that is, but that's what it says on this little tiny scrap of paper. Well, I'm taking the scrap of paper with me. I guess I'll take a quick look around to see if I see anything else. But if nothing else, I got that and I don't want to get busted. Yeah, yeah. I think you're about now it's getting a little bit, you're getting a little bit more nervous about making it to the next ceremony in time. So you can scuttle out and and kind of blend back in with the crowd of people heading over there. I don't know why I keep saying scuttle. Yeah, I keep imagining she's a crab. That's your go-to word for sneaking. It is. Gotta scuttle. It's because I think of Penny scuttling around in the dark. (laughs) You are led over to the final uh, part of the ceremony. The sun is beginning to set. They're out on this bridge looking over behind where the palace is. Swinging over a really big cliff. You can see kind of in the distance some of those airships that are up in the sky gate part of the city that's up just a little bit higher. Um, The sun is beginning to set. The bright Everybody is brought, gathered around. Um, People are in Lots and lots of crazy outfits, although yours are, are are looking pretty good. The bride and groom are brought up onto the bridge from each side, and the priestess will say, As the bright light of Kieran fades through this day, let his radiance envelop this young couple and grant their wishes of love and prosperity. As the darkness of Tanari greets her lover, let it help bring forth the dreams of this pair. The sun has almost completely disappeared beyond the horizon and a small flash of light glitters through the sky as Prince Grant and Princess Celeste look upon each other with a very loving gaze. The priestess smiles at them and nods, joining their hands together. She looks out over the crowd and says, We are nearing the end of the ceremony, and I must ask at this moment, are there any reasons why someone would object to this union? There's a brief pause. A little bit of muttering in the large crowd. A few moments pass and the priestess looks like she's about to continue speaking when Lady Jalessa Spear stands forward and says, Yes, I challenge this union. It is unpure due to the fact that the bride and groom saw each other before the wedding. 
gasps ring out throughout the crowd watching the ceremony. <gasps> Shocked mumbling, murmurs. Prince Grant looks completely in shock. Princess Celeste looks over at Lady Jalessa and says something which you can't hear from this distance. The priestess turns and looks at Celeste and Grant and says, Is this true? Do you confirm this accusation? And Princess Celeste, with a sad nod, says, Yes, it's true. We did see each other. It was not intentional, but we did see each other. More gasps ring out through the crowd. The priestess says, Very well. Lady Jalessa says, You are the one who issued this challenge. It is up to you to determine what trial this couple will undertake. Lady Jalessa nods somewhat solemnly and says, I call upon the trial of Lear, the goddess of passion and war. Oh no, what does that mean? You'll have to wait until next episode to find out. I know, I'm such a rascal. What a crazy cliffhanger. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to our third episode of Roll for Romance. As I mentioned in the last episode, we are getting a handle on our audio equipment, on our recording sounds, making things better than they are currently. And we've actually implemented that. I'm speaking from the future. Ooh, I've seen all and I know what happens in the next coming weeks. Information about the music that was featured in today's episode can be found in the episode description. The theme song is called Neon Laser Horizon, and it is by Kevin McLeod. If you want to know more about us, get to know us, check us out. We have a website at rollforromance.com. We'd love to hear from you and see what you're thinking. Get any feedback, any, any thoughts. Even if they're mean thoughts, even if they're sexy thoughts, just let us know how you feel. We'd love to hear from you. Anyway, that's all for this week, and tune in for next week where we conclude the royal wedding and get into some real crazy shit.